0: Hello, and welcome to the Sporting Chance Podcast. I'm Matt Maratea. I'm going to be your host. This is a podcast that's all about talking sports and having a beer, or maybe two. So, thank you for stopping by, and without further ado, let's get to it. get started. As always, time to deliver a few brief announcements, and that is reminding you that if you want superior workout gear that not only looks good, feels good, but is going to be totally functional in and out of the gym, you are going to want to go over and get to Lanafee. Lanifee.com. Uh, sells some of the best premium functional fitness gear that I own. Fantastic shorts, uh, T-shirts, athleisure type wear, uh, sweat wicking material. They've got all of that. Plus, they've got weight belts, uh, hand straps, uh, shaker bottles, anything that you might need for your workout. You want to look good going into the gym as well as feel good coming out of it, and Lanifee is going to help you do that. So, use the code Maritea, get 10% off, and, yeah, you'll be all set there. Now, in terms of keeping yourself sustained after those great workouts, keeping yourself looking good in those clothes, you're going to need the right set of supplements. Look no further than FNXfit.com. FNXfit makes a variety of stuff. Any... Products you might need are, do you need a little protein boost in the morning? They got an AM protein. Do you want one that's going to calm you down and give you a little bit when you go to bed? Try the PM protein blend. Uh, Their chocolate malt refuel protein, I take. It's one of my favorite post-recovery proteins ever. They've also got fish oils, super greens, their own line of CBD products, and they just came out with some clothing as well. Check out the brand new Rise collection. It's really going to be worth it you will get another 15% discount if you use my code SPORTCHANCE, capital S, capital C, at checkout. Remember, that is capital S, capital C on the SPORTCHANCE. So, and now let's get into the podcast. Uh, Tons of stuff to talk about today. Well, not tons because, you know, we're still stuck here in... Uh, quarantine. But I've got a few topics that I think are worth going over. At least I've got to get them out of my system or also just be stuck thinking about it uh, all day. So yeah, we will get into that and the beer of the day. Uh, Yeah, so that one is going to be one that I went out and I grabbed today. It is from Alphabet City Brewing Company, right up there in New York, so not too, too far away. Uh, Yeah, this one is called Sugar Plum Fairy. It is a dark winter ale brewed with a plum puree and Belgian candy syrup, logging in at a nice 8% alcohol by volume. Now, this one... Has a pretty big malt bill. It's got some interesting hops in there as well, so I'm anxious to try it. It was sort of an exclusive pick when I went to the liquor store. It had a sticker under it, right? So that drew my eye, and I'm like, yeah, why not? So I went, I grabbed it, and yeah, here we go. So free can crackers, right, in the audience, now's our time, right? So get ready for that pop top in three. Two, and one. <slaps> Woo! Yep, that popped pretty good. Mm. Oh, that's got an interesting smell to it. <laughs> now, I'm not a huge fan of plum, but I kind of like the idea of it being in a beer, because it can be sweet, can be tart, uh, it can play a little bit with your nose. Plus, it has that Belgian candy syrup. Uh, so yeah, it's got some interesting ingredients that I think uh, ultimately uh, are going to be worth it in a uh, in a beer just to try. I mean, so really, why not? What what have I got to lose? Really? So yeah, it's got a nice fluffy head on it. It is. Super, super dark in the glass. Looks fantastic. Um, So, yeah, I'll be getting to that in a moment. But I'm also going to be talking about a little uh, UFC fight night. So that happened last night on Wednesday. And the main card was pretty good, right? Had some uh, fun fights on it. Uh, One that I really enjoyed was like the Andrei Arlovski fight Ricky Simon versus Ray Borg Was good Glover Teixeira destroyed um, Oh gosh What's his name uh, Anthony Smith Ben Rothwell and Ovin St. Prue Had themselves as a nice little brawl together And it was nice it, it was good to again See the UFC back They had that weekend pay-per-view That seemed to go pretty well for them so, uh, yeah, you know, it, all great. They should do good numbers. They have been doing good numbers lately. But it got me thinking, right? Why can't they bring back Tuesday night fights? Or why can't they do a Wednesday night fight series? Now, this is something that Golden Boy and DeZone are already doing. They're doing Thursday night fights with Golden Boy, which... You know, makes sense because Oscar De La Hoya himself came up on Tuesday Night Fights on the USA Network. And this was something that ran from like 1982 to 1988 or 89, got replayed a lot Uh, after that. These are fights that you can see, that you can check out. You can probably just YouTube, Google it, whatever. Now... It... I think one of the things in boxing is that you just don't see these fights, right? They're either tucked away on a Sky Sports channel or sort of locked on these ESPN pluses, the Zones, showtimes, that type of thing. But in the dead of summer, right, when the NBA is done, you know, they don't have hockey. Uh, You know, they've got intermittent NBA games in the playoffs or after the playoffs, MLB is going on normally, right? Why can't they do a boxing series over the course of the summer? Or why can't this be something that helps fill time when it's, you know, baseball is winding down in September, right? And they got uh, no basketball just yet. College sports haven't really started up yet. It just doesn't make sense to me as to why that wouldn't be a viable television option. Because boxing is finding a sustainable home on these channels. It's back on ESPN on a regular basis. They're getting a good draw. They've got a good stable of fighters uh, through top rank. right? So why not? I mean, look at the fights that they used to have on Tuesday night and before. uh, This beer is staring at me, so I've got to drink it. Hmm. Very interesting. That's uh, gonna take a couple more before I can really grab a hold of it. But it's not as sweet as you might expect when they say Belgian candy syrup. So yeah, that is uh, that's interesting. But back to Tuesday night fights, right? So uh, I mean, Panzienza, right? Himself was a lightweight champion, moved up to junior middleweight. And won title on Tuesday Night Fights. And then, after that, was his infamous car accident. And the doctors told him he would never fight again. He made his comeback again on Tuesday Night Fights and won a decision. I mean, that was a huge, huge television moment. Okay? Uh, And Tuesday Night Fights, there was a little bit of history there. In 1988, uh, Jorge Perez beat Calvin Grove. Uh, for, it will end the very last 15-round world title fight. Yeah, it went the distance. Perez got a majority decision, Mexicali-Mexico, uh, for the IBF featherweight title, right? I mean, this is something that happened on a Tuesday night. A Tuesday night. Uh, USA also featured a, a ton of other uh, fights. George Foreman and Larry Holmes, they got on Tuesday night fights um, when they were making their comebacks. I mean, you got to see two legendary guys fighting on weeknights, fighting live. That, that's something that people will remember. That people will just sort of take with them. It's like, yeah, I remember. It was a Tuesday night. I saw... Larry Holmes get into the squared circle. Butterbean. Hell, people will talk endlessly about butterbean fights and how fun he was to watch at times. That a lot of those happened. USA Tuesday nights. I'm not saying we need to bring this back on the USA network, God knows they need to run another rerun of NCIS or Las Vegas or whatever it is. But you know, these are things that happened. This is boxing history. We're kind of ignoring how important that night used to be for them. Roberto Duran, right? Had his 100th professional bout on the USA on Tuesday nights, right? Um, a fight between Riddick Bowe and Elijah Tillery. Tillery kicked Riddick Bo and then Bo knocked him out of the ring. I mean, how about that? Listen to this list uh, of people that appeared on Tuesday night fights. So we got De La Hoya, like we mentioned before, uh, Vinny Panzienza, uh, Roberto Duran, Larry Holmes, George Foreman, right? But also Floyd Mayweather Jr., Roy Jones Jr., Arturo Gatti, Fernando Vargas, Hector Camacho, Tony Tubbs, Antonio Tarver. These were all guys. The people got to know, people got to respect and then start to follow their careers. It helped them build by getting them these TV spots early in their careers. These are all people that were helped built on Tuesday night fights. I mean, I don't see why this wouldn't be a viable possibility for ESPN, especially knowing that they've also got the UFC. The UFC has proved with the Tuesday Night Contender Series, uh, with this Wednesday Night Fight Night card, it's something that could happen. You know, when there are sort of dead zones in the sports schedule, which there are. yeah, you could also use it as a replay venue for, you know, your pay-per-view fights. Like the pay-per-view Julio Cesar Chavez 8th round knockoff over uh, Joey Gamache, that was uh, televised on the show as well. I mean, yeah, sure. We've got Friday night fights, uh, which has come back on ESPN Plus. Okay, uh, we've also got uh, the Thursday night fights on DAZN, as I've said before. Uh, And I remember ESPN did it a little bit back in, like, the early 2000s, the very late 90s. Uh, You know, I think it works. I really want to see something like this come back. I hope that they can uh, sort of push something like this into uh, the mainstream again. I really think that this is something that is a viable sports sort of business option at least i think espn would do well to consider it so yeah bring back the fights hmm. another sip of beer Hmm. yeah th- that is something that i like i i i i'm enjoying that so now moving on to what is my card of the week. So this one is one that I kind of describe as being a little near and dear to me um, in a sense that, uh, you know, it was a a really, really good player, a guy that could have been sort of an all-time flyer. But ended up uh, not doing so uh, because of the huge trade. And that is Peter Forsberg. Now, Peter Forsberg, um, you know, he's a, obviously he was a Hall of Famer, but he was a Flyers first-round draft pick. And I have his draft card, the rookie card from that 91-92 year, uh, upper deck, mint condition in a case, rated 9, and it's worth... A uh, solid 57 bills. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's one that I like to look at, and it's a card that takes me back to sort of those what-if days. What if they hadn't made that trade? Or what if neither Lindros nor Forsberg were uh, frequently on the shelves with injury troubles? How high could their careers have gone? How much success would they have actually had In the NHL So it's just a card to go back And look at and wonder and think And also contemplate How the hell was Forsberg blonde? And then he he, His hair got so much darker over the course of his career (laughs) But uh, yeah The Peter Forsberg 1992 Upper deck Mint rookie card Uh, It's one that I really like Uh, It's one that I'll probably end up having forever Unless I can find a second one, then that one I won't have forever. (laughs) But yeah, so moving on, I have one last sports related topic to get into today. And that is NASCAR's coming back. They're going to have a race at Darlington this weekend. And I'm here to tell you to watch, right? I also don't drink and drive. Now, I'm definitely, probably, most likely going to be watching, if I can find it and remember when it's on. Because, simply put, I think NASCAR is incredibly underrated as to how difficult it can be. Here you're driving hundreds of miles, hours on end, with 41 other drivers, Right? At speeds of around between 160 to 200 miles an hour. 257 to 322 for you kilometer nerds out there. Metric system, whatever. And you could literally die if you get into a collision with one of these. You could be seriously injured. Your car could rip apart, get soaring through the air. We've all seen the videos. We know what it's like. How about this? You got to wrestle a steering wheel for hours on end, going 180 miles an hour. Let's split the difference, right? You don't have power steering and anti-lock brakes. Not like in a real car or a regular car. Also, these car, these stock cars, they don't have air conditioning, so you're gonna start sweating profusely. You're gonna lose probably five pounds, seven pounds, maybe ten pounds, right? It's going to be about 120 degrees in the car from the heat coming off the track with all the other cars. The sun beating down on you all day. So it's 120 degrees. You're fully clothed in a, a super suit, right? Got a big-ass helmet on. You're strapped in to this screaming death metal machine. You've got people jammering in your ear. You've got spotters. You've got your pit crew. You've got 41 other cars around you. Everybody's flying by you got to try to look over your left shoulder, look over your right shoulder, see who's coming around. You got to keep your eyes in front of you. You got to try and line up a pass. There's cars that are going to rub when you're racing. There there's going to be collisions. You're going to have to drive around. There's going to be guys who don't see you, who unexpectedly drop down in the track. Do you avoid them? Do you try to embrace the contact? NASCAR is a ridiculously difficult sport and it is a sport it, it it's yeah it's racing obviously but it's you know something that really uh, is uh, it takes so much skill uh, you have to really maintain your level of comp- concentration for 3 to 4 hours you have to be able to manage your gas tank you got to Yeah. Check the gauges. You know, you got to figure out how your tires are wearing down. Is the car losing control? Did you set it up correctly? Does it have the right grip? Uh, These are all things that are going to be really, uh, really difficult to do all, all on the fly. Plus, you got to qualify. I mean, it's just an insanely, insanely difficult situation to try to perform under uh, that kind of pressure, right? With that kind of intensity around you. And I think that it's, you know, uh, a sport that is highly, highly uh, undervalued. So I would urge you, if you have the chance, sit down, watch some NASCAR right i know that it can be a little bit boring and a little bit repetitive at times but you know i really think that it's going to be uh worth checking in when you consider you know everything that's going on plus you can bet on it legally so why not right what else are you going to do watch esports no i mean you might I mean, that's totally your prerogative. If you want to watch esports, it's fine. Okay? But, I'll argue NASCAR uh, is better athletes. Um, probably harder than playing, say, Overwatch. Even though I would get smoked in both. So, go watch people drive 293 laps. It's actually not going to be that that long. 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox, right, in, what is it, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Let's Just go for it. Brad Keselowski has the pole position thanks to a random draw. So, uh, yeah, remember to enjoy your NASCAR this weekend, folks. And don't drink and drive. But, if you do want to do some drinking while you're watching, the limited can release of Alphabet City Sugar Plum Fairy is something you might want to consider. It's a a pretty good beer in my estimation. So this one, Alphabet City, started by two guys who were in their uh, little East Village uh, apartment, you know, in, in a little kitchen. They want to make beers they love to share with their friends on a stovetop at East 7th Street in 2012. Hmm. Alphabet City says they make beers to pair with rooftop stoops and bar stools everywhere. They've got two year-round offerings. uh, Their 7th Street Blonde Ale and their Village IPA. And right now, their limited release is the Sugar Plum Fairy. And they've got a Milkshake IPA, a Black Tart Sour, out too, as well. So, uh, yeah. Check them out if you can. Uh, I know I'm checking out the... Uh, Alphabet City Sugar Plum Fairy right now. It's got Two Row Malt, Brees Extra Special, Vienna Caramel 60, Chocolate and Flaked Oats. Those sort of all meld together. They make a nice dark base for the beer. And then Zeus, uh, Haletro and Czech saz Hops add just that balance, right? They let the plum puree and the Belgian candy syrup do the work. I'm getting, I think, most of the plum. And that's sort of the balance... Is a little bit more on the tart side, and I get that plum flavor with a little sweetness coming towards the back. Uh, It doesn't taste overly syrupy, right? It doesn't have that uh, feel to it in the mouth. Like if you're one of those people that'll put uh, maple syrup in your coffee, which is an underrated practice. I like it. But, you know, maybe not always for me. All right. But it doesn't have that syrupiness to it, despite having that in. Um, it's, it's 8% ABV is not something that you can tell while drinking it. All right. So this beer is getting a uh, 3.43 on untapped currently. Um, you know, some people are craving a little more sweetness Um, some people, yeah, that, uh, that seems to be the general consensus. It's got a nice, uh, sort of toast to it, right? Uh, those malts are are, are done up really well and you get a little bit of, it's not smokiness, but it's, it's a toastedness, right? Uh, yeah, like a like a bready thing. It, it, if you poured this in a glass and told me this was a plum porter, I would believe you. But it's sort of their blended winter ale. Uh, it's an interesting release. They're probably just getting the rest of them out. Um, and yeah, it, it's the last chance, the last gasp for your winter beers, right? So if you have them, drink them, because it's about to get hot, All right? But as far as sugar plum fairy goes. I'm going to give this a 3.5, slightly above the average that it's been clocking in at. But I, I, I enjoy this beer. Uh, I think it could do with a hint more sweetness. But when it comes to dealing with something like a plum, you're going to get sweet or tart. And I'm picking up a little less of the sweet. Uh, I think you'd expect more of a candied plum when you see that candy syrup. Uh But, you know, it's all about balance and it has it. It has that slight fruitiness, uh, but it has that sort of deep, almost like bitter chocolateness to it, like a chocolate plum almost. And I like this beer. I really do. Um, I got a couple more. I'll be happy to uh, slop them through. And then I'll do a, a more detailed beer review on Medium, right? In case you've been following along, I always try to follow that up. I should have that out maybe Monday. No, yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Follow along with all of the other things that I'm doing at the podcasts, Instagram and Twitter, Sport Chance Pod, and my personal accounts at M two 22 That's M-M-A-R-A-T-E-A 22 on both Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped. My name or the Emeritea 22 handle is at Untap, uh, Medium. Um, you can follow me along anywhere. Be on the lookout for things coming from the Sporting Chance website. The WordPress site, I'm rebuilding that. That is currently under construction. But construction, I think, eh, isn't going bad. Lots of things down the pike. Um... Yeah, looking forward to keep putting out episodes for everybody. Um, Yeah, I've enjoyed my time doing this, and I will continue to do so. If only for the fact that it keeps me trying different beers. But I enjoy talking sports. I enjoy getting these thoughts out there, uh, having these discussions with myself. Um, If you have any feedback, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best place to see it. Um, if you're listening on Anchor, thank you. If you're listening on SoundCloud, interesting. Also, thank you. Just thank you in general if you're listening. Uh, yeah, but leave a review literally anywhere. Get in touch with me. Email the, the Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm always open to comments. If you want to come on the show, do it. Get in touch. And as always, don't drink and drive. But do watch driving while drinking. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, As always, cheers.